You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On today's episode of the Locked On Utes podcast, we are going to give you all the news and updates from practice on Friday. You'll be able to listen to pre or post-practice interviews with Kyle Whittingham, Sharif Shaw, and Sione Puha in their entirety with a little bit of a breakdown uh, before and after with me, just some side, side bits and, and little nuance pieces here and there. So we're going to give you the full thing because I thought there was a lot of good information and you're going to be able to hear the positivity and the happiness in the coaches for sure with everything that's going on so far up there at the University of Utah. That will be today's episode of the Locked On Utes podcast for August 9th, 2021. Welcome back into the Locked On Utes podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am Brian Brown, kicking you off here on a Monday. We're going to get right to it. There's not a whole lot to beat around the bush with today's episode. We have sound from practice on Friday night. Kyle Whittingham spoke to the media. Also, Sharif Shaw uh, maybe testing out some new material. I don't know. You'll have to give it a listen and see what you think. If he has a future as a stand-up comedian, in addition to being a coach, he definitely had us in the scrum and stitches. Although Kyle Whittingham trying to give a little bit of a... Give him a little bit of a run as well. Whittingham cracking some jokes. But overall, as you'll hear from Kyle Whittingham, Sharif Shah, and Sione Puha, uh, a very, very positive start to camp. Kyle is as cheerful as I've seen him uh, ever in the five years that I've been up going to practices, gathering sound and whatnot. So a very positive uh, camp so far. No separation in quarterbacks, clearly. They have just been in their shorts or underwear, as Kyle put it in his interview. But I'm not going to keep spilling the uh, secrets out here. We're just going to go ahead and jump to it. We'll start out with Kyle Whittingham speaking to the media on Friday afternoon. Checking. Gosh, Kyle, what? <laughs> yeah, tell it on the record. How's <laughs> <laughs> good today? Good day. Is our third day is our best day, which you'd hope to be the case. Seems like we've, uh, well, it seems like we have taken a step forward. Each of the three practices and uh, still no pads. We'll put the pads on tomorrow, which will give us an even better uh, gauge and look at uh, what we got. But so far through three days, uh, complete focus and concentration and and uh, pleased with how the new guys are picking things up and uh, are contributing already. So it's uh, been very positive to this point. Is it too soon to see any separation in your quarterbacks? Yeah, way too soon. You know, we haven't had any live work or, or uh, even working pads yet. And so, you know, middle of next week, we'll take a good hard look at that and see uh, where we're at. You know, every day is evaluated, but but until uh, we get to about midweek next week, there's not going to be much to... to uh, compare yet. Does the tone of practice start to change once you put pads on for the first time? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it becomes much more physical and, and uh, intense and uh, it becomes football. Right now we're running around in our underwear just, you know, just doing our thing. But, I mean, it's meaningful and it, it, it serves a purpose, but uh, it's not real football yet. Will there be enough hitting to 
really figure out the running back depth chart, or will it be like a year ago where you were still using the first game to sort out the running backs? To be determined, you know, it's, uh, I, I believe there'll be enough here. We have two major scrimmages, probably three or four practices that will have live work in addition to that, and then another three or four practices that will be physical with gear on, but no tackling to the ground. So we should get a, a good enough gauge to see where things are, but you never know for sure until you get in game situation. And so unless it's absolutely clear cut before the first game, you may very well see the, the carry spread equally among the top guys early on and see who separates themselves. With Max no longer here, how big of an opportunity is this for guys like Van and X to take a step forward and maybe? Huge uh, opportunity. Yeah. Couldn't be a bigger opportunity for those guys. And, and they're both uh, excited about the about, excited about that opportunity. And my guess is they'll answer the bell and, and do just fine. And Mickey Sugutarango is the other guy in the mix there. And, and uh, it's just, you know, it's an opportunity when, when when something happens to somebody, then it's somebody else's opportunity, and that's how they get a look at it. Are you guys trying to, are, are you guys taking a look at guys from other positions right now, trying to find more depth at defensive end? Not right now, no. We, we're, we're just uh, proceeding with uh, with what we got there, and we do have enough bodies. We've got seven or eight bodies there, and so it's, uh, it's not like we have a shortage, but, but uh, you know, we certainly didn't want to lose Max, but, but uh, that's the situation we're in. Somebody like Clark Phillips, it's always been talked about that he's best served as a nickel back, but he's, he's consistently in the cornerback position. Are you still trying to keep him there, or, or do you want to move him, or what's that? For the most part, we want to keep him there, but he is fully capable of moving inside if we need him to, and and uh, if we had an injury, then you would see that happen. But uh, right now, he's spending all his time outside, not all his time, but 90% of his time outside, and, and still a few reps here and there inside just to stay sharp. How much has he changed in just those, you know, five games plus the, the right. offseason? A now? lot. He made a bunch of plays today. Clark had a really good day. So did uh, Travis Broughton. Did the five games largely have that impact for a lot of guys? A lot of guys, particularly the young guys, you know, the freshmen and, and the sophomores that haven't played much football. That was invaluable experience, and it is paying off right now. But I'm sure every team in the country has got to singing the same song. You know, they had their guys get some experience, and it didn't count against them. So. Was, was JT You better? keep getting cut off, it's don't okay. you? you got to be more aggressive. Was, was JT better last season than maybe what you anticipated going into the year? He was. Uh, we thought he was going to be pretty good. He turned out to be very good. And and uh, it's not a big surprise because of his skill set and his, the tools that he has. He was, a, you know, the state champion in, in the sprints in Oklahoma and he's got he's six foot and, and or just shy of six foot and he's 190 pounds and he's got it all I mean, he looks like a prototypical corner he's got that blazing speed and he put it together sooner than we thought he would but, but we we had an inkling that he was going to be good but he exceeded that how's Jalen Dixon been on his return good good it's uh, he seems to be in a, a good place and uh, he's had three good practices Gives us that speed up the field, that vertical stretch that, that we need. He's one of the, one of the guys that can do that for us. You'd mentioned a couple of playmakers the other day that were maybe not in the shape you wanted them to be in. Is that impacting their reps? No, we're force feeding them. Okay. They're force feeding the reps, and we don't care if they're tired. They keep going and, and just play themselves into shape. And, and we have made progress in these three days with that. On Wednesday, you talked about the leadership on this team, and you kind of compared it. It reminded you of 2019. Uh -huh. uh, should parallels be drawn to that whole team because that was an 11-win season gets people excited or is it just the leadership and the other factors that are different well it's leadership it's uh depth it's talent you know we had a very talented team i can't remember how many guys we had drafted off that team seven eight nine guys but but uh, and this my guess is this year we'll see the same production in the draft with this group but uh you know it's not exactly like that team every team has its own personality and, and its own 
obvious way of going about their business, but there are a lot of similarities. From a, log a logistical standpoint, was it a big deal to move from outdoors to indoors given the air quality? No, not really, uh, particularly since there was no live work. You know, if it's live work, it gets a little tight in here, but, but uh, when we're in our, uh, just the helmets and shorts, it was doable. And, and uh, so, yeah, we hope it clears. It's supposed to clear up or get better. I don't even know. We hope so. It's going to be in the stadium tomorrow. We're hoping to be able to do that. That's Can you speak to development of Ben Renfro and Cole Bishop? Ben Renfro, he's, he's starting to, uh, the light switch is starting to come on for Ben. He moved back. He spent all last spring at receiver, almost all last spring. We had to move him over there when we had some guys go down. He's back at safety, and he's had a good first three days. He obviously worked hard in the offseason to uh, get himself up to speed and, and become a better player. And then uh, Cole Bishop is uh, a guy that we have. Nate Ritchie, part two, is what Cole Bishop is. He's, he's a freshman that's mature beyond his years. His readiness to play is beyond a, a freshman. And uh, you'll see him playing this year. All right, guys. Thank you. There you have it. Kyle Whittingham speaking with the media after practice on Friday. Uh, not a lot to report in terms of the quarterback battle, obviously, uh, but good spirits all around, positive vibes. So if you're part of that Jordan Clarkson good vibe tribe, it has definitely infiltrated the University of Utah uh, so far early on in, in camp. Uh, they did The players did move into a uh, hotel accommodations for the next couple weeks as they go through more of a two-a-days style uh, vibe where it's an actual camp where players are all together. It's part of a team-building exercise. Uh, kind of gives things a little bit more of an old-school feel, too. Uh, but luckily, the university has options available to where the players will be just up on campus. I believe they're staying at the university guest house or they're staying at one of the dormitories. I, I don't no specifics regarding to that so they're not really that far but just uh, making sure the team stays together a lot easier to manage a lot easier to keep guys on track and everything like that during this critical part of the season a reminder to check out the locked on pack 12 podcast as part of the locked on podcast network there's no better place to get all your pack 12 conference news than the locked on pack 12 podcast hosted by your girl cindy robinson cindy does amazing work i love working with her i do appear on mondays and wednesdays you can follow the the pack 12 podcast on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts also with the advent of the season upon us it is that time of the year. That's right. Fantasy football is beginning. Do you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is that really that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. This is a great time to introduce Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head to head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes, winner take all, you have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else is doing that. Uh, we've had a chance to, to use the platform and play around with it i'm not a huge fantasy guy but what i love about it is the fact that you can sit there you can analyze what they're doing and you can pick and strategize against it so it's not just betting hoping that somebody performs as much as it is you're betting against what they're posting out there i feel like that gives me better odds it's like when a dealer has a 16 showing i don't need to do all the work i just need to make sure that they lose 
Go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of in this industry. So go to stathero.com slash locked on. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up today. Coming back with more Locked On Utes here today as we're breaking down sound from practice on Friday afternoon. The Utes did scrimmage on Saturday. They met new university president Taylor Randall as well. He is a big fan of the athletic department and what it can do for the university as most intelligent university presidents are. I'm not discouraging those who think that sports are a waste of time. Uh, I'm just saying that financially and from an exposure perspective, that athletics are a very critical part to most universities. Uh, if you check the enrollment records from from Alabama when Nick Saban started, I believe they're around uh, like seventeen or eighteen thousand, and uh, now up to forty four thousand ish, maybe a little bit more. Um, just to give you a little taste of what a positive athletics department can do for you, uh, yeah, Nick Saban even making more uh, students enroll there at Alabama, pretty big deal. We're going to listen to some commentary from Sharif Shaw as he talks a little bit about his position group. He, he'll he break down some of the guys who have moved back to the group, uh, speak specifically to Zamaya Vaughn, one who we thought was going to be with the safeties. He's actually dedicated to playing corner full-time now. Uh, you'll hear some comments about JT Broughton, obviously Clark Phillips the third, the differentiation between last year and this year in terms of the type of coverage that they're playing, and also Coach Reef tries out some jokes. Uh, if you're in it for the sugar cookie business, maybe uh, cover your ears at one section of this. But without further ado, here's the practice sound from Sharif Shaw on Friday. Easing in, so folks are asking, you guys are playing a lot more zone now. Yeah, I am. I need them to get used to playing a lot of man. I tell you what, bro, we'll play a lot more man coming up because these kids are getting some confidence that he just didn't have before. Starting to get people really comfortable and understanding how we play football. To Travis, Broughton, Clark, Phillips, Malone, out to LA. Just really coming along. Zamaya Vaughn, kid that was playing safety, and I was going to be playing corner. And about three or four other kids, Kane Savage, who was a corner, had to go to receiver because we just lost so many guys that out of COVID. He now came back to us and loved him. Fabian Marks, who saw a good time last year, is going to be a kid that is going to be able to, I think, make some plays. And then Elijah Lloyd, the young kid that's just swimming. He's like, Coach, he's out there. Is, it hard? is it this hard every time? Yeah, 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 it's this hard every time. They're, even my my older boys sit there and like, I don't remember all of this defense. Well, it's all of the defense, so we're going to keep running it, get used to it. So we got a chance, I think, if we can stay healthy, be smart. You know what we need to really improve? Just situations. That's I'm just telling you, situations. We're not, we're not nearly as good enough as we should have been, even in the COVID year. Coming out of um, even spring, we just weren't smart. We were not smart enough, and we gave away plays that we shouldn't have never given away. So you that was that, disappointing. You mentioned Zamaya. Is that a is that a permanent move, or are you guys taking a look at it? No, time? no, that's permanent. Yeah, Zamaya will be a corner. Zamaya, I think, will be a really, really good one before he leaves us. Yeah, permanent. The Pac-12 usually has a lot of NFL receivers, so if you're going to play a lot of man. Do you have someone emerging who not only can play man but can play man against? the elite receivers in the conference. I would hope that be Travis, Clark, Phillips, Malone, Montelli. Those are the first three. You know, Travis has the most of the kids that have the most experience. Travis is the fastest. 
you know, running a 439, had a 10, 500 meter kid at legitimately six feet. So he fits the physical attributes to defend most anybody, tall receivers, short receivers, and can run with them. Clark, our shorter corner, probably the most explosive. And having these boys just run 40s in the spring, and everybody's telling me, all right, coach, I can run a four this and a four that. Well, when they really put it down, we found out they're really a lot faster than we gave them credit for. <laughs> People can really move a little bit, and that was exciting. You know, Malone ran 4-4 or something. It was, uh, it was exciting because I uh, didn't think that they were that fast until they, we got them on our clocks and people ran a little bit. And so I think that we have the speed to defend most of the fast receivers that we will see weekend. Where have you seen Clark make uh, a big improvement over a year ago? Kyle said he made a lot of plays today for you. Mm -hmm. Came in with a lot of hype last year. Mm -hmm. So where have you seen that jump for him from last year to this year? I think probably making it easier for him to just try to settle in on one position. I put it so much on him, and it's a credit to who he is and the program that he came from in high school. It was a good program. But I asked him to learn nickel, which in, this, in the corner room is exceptionally difficult. You know, it's fraught with so many pitfalls. Coach, I have to learn run fits and pass obligations and be able to do now defend tight ends plus fast receivers It's so much and learn outside. So it was just a lot on him. A number of the mistakes that he made throughout the season, I felt like it was my fault. Because I tried to tell him, listen, I need you to be ready, and he didn't back down. But the natural, I think just naturally, you're going to, to fold when you just have so much on you. And he still showed up. So having him primarily on the outside, I think has made life a lot more simpler for him. And you can see him make more plays, and which was evident today, if Coach alluded to that. Yeah. Did JT outperform maybe what you thought he could be last year? Was he better than what you thought he might no, be? No, no, not at all. I think he's not even touched what I, I, I think the kid is an elite corner. Elite corner. He did what I thought he should have done last year. Started to really come along. We only had five games, and every game he got better and better and better. And every time I walk into the room, and after the game, I come in that Monday and I tell every ball player, I said, you had an all-conference performance. Like, Coach, I didn't know that. <laughs> I watched a few of them, <laughs> seen a few of them, know what they're supposed to look like. You know, and I kept telling him that because he just kept playing a really, really good way. And he was an all-conference DB. And he's like, Coach, I thought you were lying to me. <laughs> I said, worst thing you can do is lie to the babies. Don't lie to them. I tell them most of the time, you guys are awful. And that's the truth. <laughs> Don't lie to them. If you're playing well, I'm going to tell you you're playing really well. But, you know, we get blessed with kids that appreciate the honesty. Because you got to tell them to their face the truth. Don't sugarcoat it because sugarcoating is made for sugar cookies. I don't sell them a pound. <laughs> <laughs> from, a, from a maturation standpoint, how, how big was it for these young guys to get the five games and not have to worry about the eligibility part of it? It was so huge. It was huge. It's, it's a problem in the coming years because we have such a huge freshman class like almost every other Division I team. But for us to get live reps when, the, when those bullets were live in that gun and we asked you to really make a play and they made plays, I mean, the level of confidence exponentially grows. And you can see it. No situation is so foreign to them anymore. It's just not. They're like, okay, I remember this from that game. Oh, I remember that from this game. Okay, I can tackle this guy because he reminds me of this running back or that receiver. So you have experiential knowledge to rely upon to kind of draw from to make you better. So it was huge for us. 
corners love to run with somebody and make a play on the ball, but how are they tackling running backs? How are they in run support? Uh, I think that we ended the uh, year well when we really did. Spring was good as well for, for tackling, and I probably the corner coach that probably tackles the most because I feel like that's the knock on most good corners, that they're not good tacklers. So it's not for for a lack of doing the drills or putting them in situations to really help them to develop into good tacklers in space because that's one of the things that you have to do the most. But I, I thought that their development and becoming better tacklers really started to show itself as we went through the year and then coming through spring. And in a little while here, we'll get into full pads and see. I hope to see some carryover. Good deal. Thanks, Thanks guys. Thank you. All right, there you have it, Sharif Shaw uh, breaking down how his position is progressing. A little uh, carryover from last year, obviously, and then into this season in terms of the discussion there. Uh, another good thing to carry over from the off season into your on season is obviously eating built bars, the best tasting protein bar ever. Uh, nine delicious flavors, including the occasional limited time flavor. I ordered a box of the Rocky Road. I have not tried that one yet, actually. It's kind of stunning. I know there is actually a box of Built Bars that I haven't tried, uh, but I am still relying on the nine original flavors as well. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. Uh, I also am a big fan of the orange. I always try to get an extra box or two of that when it's around. There is literally something for everyone. Uh, I've told you all my favorite flavors uh, of all the regulars, definitely cherry. I love the mint brownie, cookies and cream, and the orange. Uh, very top of the charts for me. The orange specifically tastes like an orange stick. So if you were like me and Grandma and Grandpa gave you one of those as a Christmas present every year, it does bring back the nostalgia. The reason you got to go with Built Bar, it's pretty simple. It is the best tasting bar on the planet, but they have all the ingredients that, that keep you eating a healthy protein bar. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Uh, nine amazing flavors, as we talked about. You can go get any of those flavors that you want right now at BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order there. Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. It is the best deal out there right now for a Built Bar. Thankfully, we are through the dark season and back into the things I know with football and Built Bar in fall season uh, uh, quickly upon us. The best news for me is that that means that betonline.eg is going to have all the college football lines, prop bets, and everything else that I need to start uh, building my empire out of all that funding. Uh, all the latest news, odds, info you need for all your sporting needs, especially college football, MLB still going on, NBA Summer League. They'll take lines on anything at betonline.ag. So before the next basket, before the next game starts, go to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news there. Sign-up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit out this season. Get involved. Go make yourself some money there at betonline.ag. Use the promo code Locked On. And receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's 5-0, 50% bonus as a welcome uh, to the website. Super easy to sign up there. That's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. 
Wrapping up things here on the Locked On Utes podcast, Jake and I will be back tomorrow as there will be more practice news and notes to break down, more sound to provide you. We wanted to give you these three full clips on Monday so that you could listen to the interviews, catch everything that you missed. We'll have a chance to get some updates on the scrimmage and see how things are, excuse me, not the scrimmage, but the Saturday practice and see how things are going as the boys put on pads finally. And we'll talk all those things. If you have questions, hit us up at Locked On Utes on Twitter or send us an email to LockedOnUtes at gmail.com so that we can ask those questions while we're up at practice. In the meantime, Zione Buha, our uh, defensive tackle coach uh, extraordinaire at the University of Utah, spoke a little bit about his guys, his group, the sort of forgotten group in terms of discussion because they have been so stalwart and reliable thought he had some really interesting things to say mentioned a few names that maybe you have heard and maybe some that you haven't in terms of guys who are working into the rotation for the upcoming season this is Sioni Pua speaking about the defensive tackles how's your group look for a couple days good you know group came in from a great summer workout and uh you know conditioning during the summers is slightly different than uh putting on the helmets but the guys have looked uh, well looks like they've retained you know one of the signals is have they retained what you've done in the, in the spring and uh, some of the classes you did in the summer so they were able to do that so they came in aligned really well for where we need to get this is a group that's built a huge reputation over the years do you feel like this group's ready to measure up to what previous groups have done and kind of what we expect out of that group yeah well you know uh, previously the groups have, have done it because of the preparation and so that's why uh, spring ball and fall ball are super important to help those guys uh, take them through the process to really understand you know what they've been a part of and so uh, so far the last couple of days the guys have been on par in the right direction and we'll just keep them going that way without pads i mean how how are you able to kind of judge how players are doing and, and who are you kind of standing out early for you uh there's there's like it's like micro stuff that you can take advantage of with no pads because uh, you know you're, you, you have to put an emphasis on your hands and your feet. Whereas when you do have pads, everything's kind of the big muscle. So I guess uh, during this phase, you can work on the small muscles of technique and, and the really small nuances because once you put the pads on, pretty much the big muscles take over. Uh, so this is a good time to be able to take advantage of that. Guys have been taking advantage of it through this, through this uh, the fall ball. Who's stepping up so far for you? Uh, Vianis, solid as always. Uh, you know, Hawachi, they, they continue just to, they're the guys that kind of carried Lecky and Johnny over. They continue to, to perform and, and to practice them the way they are. Maybe we got uh, uh, David Fotu in there. Uh, we got Fua. I mean, there's tons of guys that are just growing at their own rate, uh, and they're, they're where they're supposed to be now. How many guys do you need? in a rotation to really be comfortable knowing there can be attrition over the course of the year, injury and all that. And you want to rotate guys and keep them fresh during games. Yeah, we usually take four. And we usually take four. We have our two starters. The great thing about us in the history in the school, both both sets have both seemed like starters, right? There's not never really a drop off. And so we want to make sure that each guy, each level plays to a starter standard. Feel like you've got that this year? Yeah, we're developing it. Again, we, we need this piece of the puzzle, right? We need this piece of the puzzle. Yeah, a lot of guys have done uh, good in the past, uh, but that's because every piece of the, every phase of the puzzle has been there. And so that's why this fall is super important so we can capitalize and, and bring that last piece together. Uh, you know, cap is a grind and you need that. Like, you, you need that grind. You gotta, you gotta feel it. that's how you develop, especially as a defensive tackle. So, uh, again, like I said, the last couple of days, guys have been on track. And so we need to capitalize on this fall ball. Is it as much of a grind as when you played, though? Uh, well, when you smile and you have fun <laughs> at it, man, the grind is sweet. That's for sure. Okay. Thanks. okay. All right, guys. Yep. 
Arisione Buha talking there about his group on the defensive line. Thought it was interesting that he mentioned that there is micro work that you can do without pads. And and I think sometimes with the defensive line position, we talk so much about athleticism, size, the girth of these guys, the power that they play with, that we forget that there is still a lot of technique involved in defensive tackle. And in those micro uh, techniques that he's speaking about have so much to do with handwork and the detail that goes into that, how you play play your body, how you play your your footwork and everything like that. And so honestly, as a player, it's a bit of a relief to get through a lot of that stuff because it is very mundane, uh, but it's also very critical. And you understand how important it is to get those steps and those reps down to literally the centimeters and the millimeters that you need to be successful. It's kind of nice to do that when you're not in pads. I'm not going to lie. So still plenty of work to be done there for the defensive line. Uh, I wrote an article at utezone.com. Yes, I know. Can you believe it? I actually wrote, spoke a little bit about this group and the amount of depth there is in the defensive tackle position and the number of guys that they have that they can rely upon uh, during the season. They have lost Samisi Luwaki. He will not be playing with the team this year. We haven't been given a reason for that. I'll try and follow up uh, and see if there is one particular. He did opt out in 2020 as well with the uh, COVID season and everything like that. So, uh, you know, uh, not – we were told that he was going to return. He hasn't come back. Uh, I don't think it's um, – I, I, I can't even speculate on it, to be honest. I don't I don't know why he's left, but it, I, don't, I don't think it's a negative uh, reason or a transfer or anything like that. Um, but there is plenty of depth, as Coach Boha mentioned, uh, to replace. They don't – uh, you know, they don't rebuild, they just reload there. So um, that's it for today's episode of the Locked on Utes podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Jake and I will be back again tomorrow, obviously, to break down everything and all the news, notes, and updates. In the meantime, betting on the upcoming college football season doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast, Hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag. Wherever you get your podcasts, it is definitely gambling season right now, and and I can smell it. There are going to be some hot and fresh limes cooking. Uh, It's like going to a tailgate party, only it's those smoking hot limes that we're going to be eating up. And Jake and I will try to give you all those breakdowns as we head through the season. That's it for today's episode of the Locked on Utes podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, We will be back again tomorrow. This has been the Locked on Utes podcast for August 9th, 2021. We'll talk to you again on Tuesday.